Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look, we had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, MaxFunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to MaxFunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. MaxFunCon pretty much always sells out. We don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon.com. The world has always had a fascination with America's celebrity culture. From Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn to Brad and Angelina, famous couples are the closest thing the U.S. has to royalty. Recently, though, Canada, our neighbors to the north, produced a celebrity couple so powerful, so sure to be globally beloved, that it may even challenge the U.S.'s standing on the world stage. Avril Lavigne and Nickelback's Chad Kroger are engaged. Meanwhile, the U.S. can't even keep Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman together. Today, we're giving the United States a chance to save face by squaring up to Canada in a pop culture quiz. From the Poconos in Pennsylvania, it's International Waters, live from Max FunCon East. It's International Waters. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne. As someone who lives in America but has been to a Tim Hortons, I'm the perfect (laughs) impartial judge for this contest. And while I'm currently in the Poconos hosting Max FunCon East, I've actually left my luxury recording yacht off the coast of Nova Scotia, one of Canada's finest maritime provinces, with an unshakable plan to return. If you listen closely, in fact, I believe that our onboard microphones can still pick up the mating calls of the noble Canadian moose. Let's introduce our contestants. Playing for the nation that allows Ann Coulter to keep saying stuff, it's a brilliant writer who's captained the world-beating satirical newspaper The Onion, Carol Kolb. Also representing the majestic Purple Mountains, it's my co-host from the podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, the boy detective himself, Jordan Morris. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Just a side note, Jordan does co-write International Waters, but he has not seen any of the questions in today's quiz. Playing for the nation that prefers loonies to Zumba which almost rhymes, two stand-up comics who co-host the hilarious comedy podcast, Stop Podcasting Yourself. Please welcome Dave Shumka and Graham Clark. And now... Now, ladies and gentlemen and contestants, please rise and put your right hands over your hearts for the presentation of the colors. 
Bringing our flag for the United States of America, Studio 360's Kurt Anderson. And presenting the flag of Canada, Canadian Olympic team member, Donna Vakalis. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you for being here, everybody. Let's get this thing started. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up that we call What's the Story? I'll be asking our panelists questions about a variety of recent pop cultural events. They'll be awarded two points for correct answers and one point for answers that amuse me. Since buzzer sounds might upset the fragile nerd life here at Max FunCon, I'm asking both teams to pick a buzz-in word that they believe best resent, re represents excuse me, their nation. United States, I'm going to start with you. What's a short, simple word that represents the spirit of the Stars and Stripes? Chips. Chips sounds great. I was going to say institutionalized racism, but that's, <laughs> that's a little unwieldy. So let's do chips. Uh, Dave, Graham, what short word best represents Canada and the great maple leaf? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Teams, get your buzzwords ready, and let's go. Here's question number one, and please allow me to finish the questions. Canadian superhunk Ryan Gosling recently revealed that his time as a Disney Mouseketeer earned him the nickname What Boy? Chips. Boner Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your time watching Ryan Gosling yeah. movies <laughs> right? earned you. Um, Canada, have you got a guess here? Sorry. <laughs> yes? No, I'm just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the poor man's Ryan Reynolds boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you each a point. The correct answer is actually Mouse Boy. Mm -hmm. Gosling says that he got his nickname from his time on the Mickey Mouse Club and not because he sleeps in a nest made of shredded newspaper and urine. <laughs> Uh, here's question number two. A beluga whale called Nock has wowed scientists by learning human language. What is Nock saying in his terrifying Satan voice? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> That's not literally correct, but it's approximately correct. I'll give you a point for it. U.S. team, you got a guess? Uh, chips. Yes. Uh, keep the scientists away from my blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... That's good for a point. It's yeah. actually... <laughs> the scientists are fucking the whale's blowhole. <laughs> that's also good for a point. Thank that you. clarification is <laughs> a point. Um, we actually have a clip of it. He is saying, get out. Oh. <laughs> 
on the subway? Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah, why did a bandsaw turn on? Yeah. It sounds like that grape stomp lady. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a you know Kardashian what? sex tape. I kind of feel like after having heard the clip, both of you were literally correct. Yeah. <laughs> he was just going, and what it meant was, don't let the scientists keep fucking my blowhole. So I'm going to give you each an extra point. I'm upgrading you from one point to two. It's also possible. Either he's saying get out as like a terrifying warning <laughs> that the animals are coming, or he's just a big fan of Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> Um, here's our next question. A Dior makeup ad starring Natalie Portman was pulled when it was revealed that her what were fake. You're, one of you is going to have to guess. Sorry. Remember, points are awarded for incorrect answers. Sorry. Uh, her, uh, her orgasms with Mila Kunis. <laughs> is this a movie or a dream you had? <laughs> Column A, column B. <laughs> I'll give you a point for that. What do you got, Jordan? Chips. Her acting accolades? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just mean. She's a classy lady. She is a classy lady. I apologize. <laughs> the correct answer is actually her eyelashes. Uh, An uh, advertising yeah. authority that yanked bitch. the mascara ad <laughs> when Dior admitted her lashes were photoshopped. They also revealed that that mole on her face is covering up a tiny tattoo of blackface legend Al Jolson. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> this... I had, the, uh, I had the, same, the same thing happen to me when I, um, I got an endorsement for dick lotion. That wasn't your actual dick? Huh? That wasn't your actual dick? Your dick lashes were too long? <laughs> My dick lashes, yes. <laughs> it's, it, I, let me explain why I have dick lashes. <laughs> It's to it's uh, I I I am from a desert environment. It's to keep the sand out of my urethra. Yeah. I learned that from my science teacher, Dick Lashes. <laughs> this international man of mystery is celebrating his fiftieth anniversary with a new movie called Skyfall. Name the super spy in question. Chips. Sorry. James Bond. Absolutely <laughs> correct for two points. Oh, so it's not Austin Powers. <laughs> the Austin Powers movie will be called Skyballs. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. It is James Bond. He did turn 50, which also explains some of his strange behavior, like using all those gadgets and chasing after younger women and the puns. Basically, he's your dad now. <laughs> Um, at the end of that round, the United States leads Canada six points to four. Hi, guys. Let's, let's take a second to get to know you. Uh, Jordan, it's good to see you on the stage yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. And, and I've, I've done International Waters twice. I've been a contestant twice, and both times I've been uh, on the side that was destined to lose. Uh, we did this once in uh, San Francisco, and I was playing for L.A., and we did it once in England, and I was playing for the U.S., so, you know, I kind of didn't have a, you know, didn't have a snowball's chance in hell, but um, it's nice to be in America playing for America, uh, so I thought this would kind of be 
maybe a fun time where I could, I'm in kind of a safe space, like, I kind of know we're going to win. <laughs> I, th- I, think it's, I think it's more than nice. I think it's an honor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yes, it is an honor, definitely. And, and I just kind of wanted to, maybe I could use this time when I am automatically popular to just air some of my controversial opinions. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear some of Jordan's... I don't like this new Ben Affleck who's directing these legitimate films. Where's Daredevil 2? <laughs> Very controversial. You're not yeah. going to get a lot of agreement on that one. You have browbeaten a few of these people into agreeing with That's you. That's true. Uh, the pumpkin spice latte is bullshit. Just drink a glass of maple syrup if that's what you want. <laughs> that's not bad. Are there more of these? Wow. Yeah, what's one more? Okay, fine. Give it to me. A woman's uterus is a great place for a water park. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. It is. I should be able to use it for a water park. (laughs) Let's get to know... Let's get to know our Canadian team, Dave Graham. Welcome to International Waters. Thank Great you. to have you on the show. Oh, yeah. um, if, did you guys come straight here to the Poconos, or no. did you make any pit stops? We stopped uh, uh, in New York. Uh, where concrete jungle dreams are made. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, we, the first thing you do when you get to New York, we, we went to the M&M store. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's, you know, all the, that's where you're going to meet some New Yorkers. Yeah, that's where the locals hang out. Yeah. Right. And everyone there was so Firefighters, happy. Firefighters, policemen. And then, uh, uh, like, the employees were dancing to the, to the music that oh, was yeah, playing. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of dancing employees, which doesn't happen in Canada ever. It doesn't matter if it's a dancing studio. Still a lot of standing <laughs> it, was, it was three floors, and then uh, uh, we went across the street to the Hershey store, which looks impressive mm. from the outside. Happiest place on earth. Yeah, but there was, there was just one floor... And it's very small, and there was literally an employee in the corner crying. (laughs) I have heard good things about their highway, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's got a bit of a water park. (laughs) Everybody's going blue. Uh, Carol, I want to ask you about your doggy. Oh, my doggy, dummy. Dummy. Yes. <laughs> She's adorable, isn't she? You She's... and your husband brought your dog. What a lovely dog you brought to our show. Uh-huh. Well, I wish she were here right now. She would do probably a little better than the Canadian side, but you know. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Come on. Whoa. Carol's not afraid. Patience. Uh, I'm not afraid. Carol's no, not afraid you. at all. Um, well, look, the law has been laid down. Uh, let's, let's get into the eating stuff round. We've blindfolded our, or we are about to blindfold our contestants to see if they can identify the delicacies that their opposing nation is so proud of. Um, blindfolds, please. Do we get a little napkin or something? Absolutely not. You'll be ruining your clothes throughout the course of this program. Oh, we have to put on our own blindfold. Mine's covered in a nice. What do you Dijon think we have? Mustard. Some sort of blindfold steward here, Carol? <laughs> this isn't a manor. <laughs> it is literally it's a manor. Here, I'm going to pass these blindfolds over to the Canadian team. Oh, thank God, we don't have to share. <laughs> so That's you, how they do it in Canada, yeah. by the way. <laughs> socialist medicine. Yeah, socialist blindfolds. <laughs> is anyone mocking me behind my back? <laughs> Jordan looks like he's going to rob a train. Are you making boob motions? (laughs) What even is a boob motion? I literally... (laughs) 
can hear that. United States team, uh, you're in the lead, so we're going to start with you. Uh, our food volunteer, Brennan, is going to be bringing you some food and feeding it into your mouth. Your job is to identify the foods. Ladies and gentlemen, our food volunteer, Brennan. Here's our first food. If you guys could sort of tilt your head back a little bit and open it up. Brennan is going to be delivering the food to your face. I uh, appreciate how Brennan gave my hair a playful yank. <laughs> oh, it tastes Canadian. <laughs> uh, the answer is beaver juice. It is beaver juice. I'm willing to uh, give no, you a point for beaver juice. Do you know what it actually is? Uh, maple syrup, maple right? Syrup. Maple syrup. Maple syrup. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Canadian team, are, are you ready for your delivery? Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, and just so you know, it turns out that despite being such a burly, healthy gentleman, uh, Graham Clark is allergic to basically everything. So Dave will be doing the eating for two. Mm -hmm. Why am I just like a after blindfold? a breakup? <laughs> Who knows what we're going to do to you later, Graham? <laughs> Uh, Brennan, if you could deliver the first American food to our Canadian competitors. He's rooting around in the slop off to the side of the stage. Here it comes. Dave is already ready. It looks like Dave is going to take communion. <laughs> Your American food is the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Open your mouth. Just sort of shove it in there. Chew it down, Dave. Give it a chew. Graham, what is this food? <laughs> is, uh... is Graham feeling it? <laughs> yeah, make Graham feel it. That's yeah. fun. Do want... Slap his face. Slap his face. Slap his face. Dave, uh, Keep it's... poking with it. It's... Somebody put their penis in your mouth. <laughs> no, really, Brennan, get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> oh, no. That is an American corn dog. Yeah, 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 that's what I You're think it is, too. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's right. absolutely correct. Okay, USA, are you ready for your second food? Ready. Yes. Okay, deliver it, please, Brennan the Foodman. Breathe through your nose. You've gotten that advice before. Carol, let's let Carol hold it. She's wearing good clothes. Jordan doesn't own any. You have to put it in her hand. She can't see where you're holding it, Brennan. Brennan, I appreciate that you're just an intern, but we're going to have to do <laughs> Can you identify that food, you asked him? Uh, I, th I think it's beer. Yeah, I think specifically, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, just feeling it out here, is this a Labatt's? You're absolutely correct! <laughs> 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 
does Jordan get extra points for mispronouncing it terribly? Yeah. <laughs> Labots, the it's only beer made by robots. Yeah. French robots. Yeah. Labots. More beer, please. Yeah. Canadian team, get ready for your next food. And again, Dave, we'll be putting this in your mouth, and Graham, will you put it get a on your face or whatever? When to expect it? Well, I don't like that sound. Open wide. Now chomp. Now rub it on Graham's face. Oh yeah, that's good. It's pizza related. It's 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 a food that's pizza adjacent. Yeah. I, I know what that it's is. It's in the pizza the family. Is that is it a pizza pop? Say that again. Pizza no, pop? no, no. Pizza pops are Canadian. That's not our answer. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Is that, that some it? sort of Canadian pizza popsicle? Oh, yes, it is. It's like a, a, a pizza pop is like a hot pocket. What you yeah. Americans would call a hot pocket. So would you say that your guess is that it's a pizza hot pocket? Yeah. Well, then you're absolutely correct. Oh, man. Thanks for my... I would have forgot. Yeah. We've got one more Did for I pronounce the that it's right? Pronounced, it's pronounced hot pocket. <laughs> hot pocket. So. It's a crime that we don't get to eat the decent food. <laughs> yeah, we're drinking beer and syrup over here. Jesus Christ. Who's got the better country, I ask you? Brennan, deliver our food to the U.S. team. U.S. team, please open your mouths. Now chomp, Jordan. No. <laughs> that was probably the grossest looking one so far, right? was really... Okay, Carol, you ready to give this thing a chew? <laughs> Shove it in there. <laughs> She's hanging tight, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan? It's like candy, but it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, candy's too delicious. Let's fuck this up a little bit. Um... Carol, yeah. you got a feeling about uh, this is one? Is it wax or <laughs> <laughs> some sort of feces? I don't know. I'm going to give you guys a point for getting in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's actually a Canadian candy bar called a Big Turk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently big, there's big some Turk, Armenians yeah. in the audience yeah. here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our musical guest, System of a Down. <laughs> A lot of historical animosity between the Turks and the Armenians. Um, <laughs> Thanks. In case anyone, this is, I am, after all, a public radio host. Yeah. I've satisfied my educational requirements. Now, back to the vulgarities. Yeah. This one is a two-in-one, a legendary American food. Open that mouth, Dave. Let's see what oh. we can do. Dave looks like a confused giraffe or something. <laughs> It's like a, if there was uh, uh, eh. It's like generic sweetness that you just sort of pump into your public to keep them passive. Okay. All right. I, f I, I don't know what it is, but after eating it, I feel like joining the army. <laughs> and maybe paying for your health care? Yeah. It is delicious. It's like a, oh, I want more of it. Is there any more? Just put it in my hand. 
It's so good. It's a fluffer and utter sandwich. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Uh, I knew wow. it. It smelled like grim death. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're American. Um, at the end of that round, the score stands USA 10, Canada 6. Butternutter sandwiches are so good. Let's introduce our guest on the program. You know him as a member of the state, a member of Stella, the author of numerous books, including most recently one with Megan McCain. Please welcome to the stage the handsome and hilarious Michael Ian Black. Hello. Hello, Americans. Mike, I prepare. <laughs> Sorry. Mike, when I'm, when I'm this, hosting... Th- that same thing happened, but in reverse, when Rick Moranis came up. <laughs> <laughs> he is a rat bastard, that he one. He is a real motherfucker. Um, uh, Mike, I usually prepare for my public radio show. I rarely prepare for this program. So I have not read your new book, America, You Sexy Bitch. Um, however, as I understand America it... America didn't read it either, so that's okay. <laughs> as I understand it, you went on a road trip with Meghan McCain to get to know the soul of America. We did. We traveled the country from West Coast to East Coast, talking to Americans about America, their, uh, their views, whether optimistic or pessimistic. And we came away from it uh, great friends and occasional lovers. <laughs> That's you, not true at all. Did you travel? Did you go? Where, where, tell me what your route was. Where did you uh, start? We started in San up? Diego. We ended up in Connecticut, and we sort of traveled the southern route of the United States uh, to get to our destination. Now, had you been to all of the places that you visited uh, on the trip before? No, I hadn't been to Branson, Missouri before. Really? Not even to go to the Yakov Shmirnov Comedy <laughs> Theater? No, that was my first time at the Yakov Smirnoff Comedy Theater, and it was terrible. <laughs> you know, Yakov Smirnoff has some sort of, like, master's degree in happiness studies. And yes, he talks was... about that extensively uh, in the show, which is just one aspect of the show that isn't funny. <laughs> When he's not talking about his uh, uh, advanced degree in happiness studies, he's regaling us with stories of his artwork and imploring us to buy it. (laughs) So did you? No. Seems like a mistake. How will you ever remember your trip to Branson, Missouri? Well, Branson itself is fantastic. If you, if you get the chance to go to America's heartland and you find yourself in Branson, take that opportunity. It's actually a great place to go. It's a lot of fun, and it's sort of wholesome. And, uh, but, you know, there's still, there's still adult activities. And, uh, <laughs> Meaning fornication? Uh, well, the, uh, no, attached no, to the Yakov Comedy voting. Theater. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Did you? What was the thing on your road trip that you expected to enjoy the least but ended up enjoying the most? It actually might have been Branson. I sort of thought Branson was going to be a, d- a disaster and a shit show, but it was actually a lot of fun. What did you do that was really cool there? Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> Dolly Parton's Dixieland Stampede <laughs> is fantastic theater. Dolly Parton created this Wild Western show. Well, it's not quite Wild Western. It's set in the Civil War, and... Uh, you're broken up into teams, the North and the South, and you eat food and then cheer for your side in the Civil War. Thank God I was on the North. Uh, I it's like medieval times, yeah, it's like but medieval with times. racism? 
They gloss over the racism. Jordan, this is medieval times, but with states' rights. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Thank you. States' rights. <laughs> uh, so the North won uh, the evening that I was there, which was a great relief. I, I have to ask you actually about your performance here, right here at Max FunCon last night. We all had a great time watching Michael. Oh, Black, it was right? tremendous. Now, you brought your daughter out on stage. She was backstage with you, and I remember thinking, you know, who is, what, who is going to take care of Michael Ian Black's daughter once he has to go out on stage? Did she come out basically as a purely logistical issue, or...? No, I used her as a prop. <laughs> Consistently? Has this occurred in the past? No, we've never done it before, uh, but it went well, so I might take her on the road. I'll pull her out of the fourth grade. And... <laughs> it's how Buster Keaton got her start, his start. <laughs> so, what, what did she think of it? Did you, did you have a conversation with her afterwards? She was... Uh, her, her immediate reaction was she was surprised that when you're on a stage and the lights are shining at you that you can't see the audience, that there's a darkness, this sort of a dark curtain that extends beyond the stage. Uh, and then she was very quick to take nearly all the credit for any of the laughs that we got. Well, she was pretty delightful. I mean, she was borderline spectacularly delightful, I would say. I wouldn't get carried away. I thought... I thought she, I thought she was fine. Well, as you may or may not know, or as you may or may not have interpreted from, uh, the <laughs> from the fact that he brought his child on stage during his very adult comedy performance last night, uh, Mike is also a children's author. He wrote the 2009 book Chicken Cheeks. So to celebrate Michael's definitive text on animal asses, He's going to host a round of questions about children's literature. So, teams, get ready to buzz in if you know the answers. Mike, what's the first question? Question one. Which of these celebrities has not written a children's book? A. Ray Romano. B. Ricky Gervais. C. Jamie Lee Curtis. Or D. Hulk Hogan. Sorry. I th- it, well, it definitely uh, Hulk Hogan did not write the children's book. <laughs> it, it would have been in Hulk Hogan news. Oh, yes. yeah. If, it, yeah. it could have been. if he would have. You're getting a little brother, brother. <laughs> would have been a... You're absolutely correct for two points. Uh, He actually did the opposite of writing a children's book, videotaping himself having sex with another man's wife. Mike, what's our next question? Question two. In the original Grimm's fairy tale version, how were Cinderella's wicked stepsisters punished? Sorry. Sent to Branson, Missouri. <laughs> That's a callback, but it's incorrect. Uh, Chips? Uh, Hulk Hogan had sex with them until they died. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I recall that. <laughs> also a callback. 
that's good for a point. Uh, that nightmarish scenario is perhaps too nightmarish even for the grim scenarios of the Brothers Grimm. The correct answer is they had their eyes picked out by doves. You know, in a children's story. <laughs> What's our next question, Mike? Question three. In Judy Bloom's controversial young adult novel, Forever, what did the protagonist nickname her boyfriend's penis? <gasps> I know this one. S- sorry. Super fudge. <laughs> That's incorrect. You want to read the choices, Mike? <laughs> nope. <laughs> U.S. team, you got a guess on this one? Boy, uh, the one in the middle is the green kangaroo. I don't... Right, here, here are your bloom. choices. Here are your choices. Okay. A, Richie. B, Howard. C, Ralph. D, Fonzie. <laughs> what a cool uh, sit on it. I was... <laughs> <laughs> That's another point for Canada. Another point for Canada. The correct answer is actually Ralph. The 1975 book caused outrage with its profligate use of adult language, like member and fondue. (laughs) Our next question, Mike. Question four. This British children's book is the most banned title in American libraries. Name it. Sorry. I think I really know this. You guys, I think I really know this. <laughs> he thinks he really knows it. He thinks he really knows it. He thinks he really knows it. I think he's got to show it. Oh, just... if we were Wayne Brady, this would be so good right now. This would get... <laughs> this would be so good. Is it the secret diary of Adrian Mole? That's absolutely incorrect. In... Ah! U.S. team, have you got Chips. a guess on this I, one? I also think I know. The... Carol, do you think you know this? Well, is it like fuck shit cunts piss... <laughs> Asshole shithead. Yeah, fuck shit, cunt, piss, asshole, shithead is the correct answer. No. George, George Carlin's seven words you can't say in a children's book. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, is it, is it, it's in the night kitchen where you see that kid's dick while he's going around that magic kitchen. You see Whoa, that's what? something. That's not a book, that's what? a magazine. This, this is a book that your dad drew that, for you. Uh, yeah. You know, that book my uncle forced me to watch in the barn. (laughs) Where you see that kid's dick going around a magical kitchen. That's... It seems British. (laughs) Have the movie rights been optioned to this book? Okay, let's let's summarize the situation. (laughs) Vincent Gallo plays the kid in the movie version. Yeah. That is a vivid description, Jordan. It is correct in the sense that that is what happens in the classic children's book in the night kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's incorrect in the sense that it's the wrong answer to the question. The correct answer is actually Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone oh, or Harry Potter filthy. and the Philosopher's filthy. Stone in the UK where philosophy is not a dirty word. <laughs> On the other hand, in the UK, cunt is barely a dirty word, so those people are basically animals. Um, here's our last question, Mike. Harry Potter and the Two Girls and One Cup was not banned. <laughs> two Girls, One Goblet, I yeah. think. Question. <laughs> There's just... 
very long reaction videos of people reading the book. <laughs> Question five. President George Bush was reading which children's title when he was told about the terrorist attack on September 11, 2001? United States has this one. My pet goat. That's actually incorrect. Canada, would you like to take a guess? Uh, it, it was called an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> Loose change. The correct answer, actually, surprisingly, is the pet goat. Oh, the inside job. Yeah. Do you think that's yeah. worth a point for the United States? No. Big Turk, big Turk. <laughs> beer robot, beer robot. <laughs> At the end of that round, the score stands USA 13, Canada 10. USA Second place. Second place. <laughs> we call that a Canadian first. <laughs> So, Michael, we really appreciate you coming here to Max FunCon and not just uh, regaling us with some stand-up comedy tales on the stage last night, but today appearing as our guest on International Waters. And so, as a thank you, we thought we'd offer you something very special. We understand that given the fact that you're here performing for 200 or so people in the woods in Pennsylvania, your career has more or less stalled out. (laughs) And so our panelists, who are show business experts and extremely successful, will be taking this opportunity (laughs) to pitch you the next phase of your career. Are you, sir, ready to receive some wisdom? I am. Well, open wide, because here it comes. Jordan, Carol, you're up first. You've got 60 seconds to pitch Michael Ian Black the next phase of his career. Well, you did a book with a famous conservative, Megan McCain. Uh, I'm thinking workout video with Paul Ryan. <laughs> You're pretty juiced, jacked. Uh, you know, you and Ryan, fucking P90X, insanity. Uh, something for the liberals, something for the conservatives. Something for the okay. ladies. I yeah. See, I, see, I see that, but I mean, clearly he's really sitting on a gold mine with this child. And I think oh, we yeah. need to do something. Is your daughter's name Ruth? Is that it? Ruth, yeah. Ruth, like Ruthie, Ruthie Boo Boo, you know? Just <laughs> oh, yeah. Where you feed her all sorts of horrible foods and let her run around in tutus and, and all that. Perhaps something like that. She'll have to become incoherent. <laughs> so she's sh- already there. Oh, okay. Go oh, good. Yes. Hopefully she's speaking English but still subtitled. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of the goal. Fatten her up a little. Fatten her up a little. Yeah. That's time. Canada, show us what you've got. You've got 60 seconds. In Canada, we have two television stations, and (laughs) we know that originally you got your start on a show called The State, which we never got in Canada, Uh, but we feel... It's called The Province. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, did I... There goes my pitch. Sorry. Dave's got a good auxiliary. Uh, Okay. Um, A reality show. You move to Canada. You hang out with uh, uh, Drake. Yep. And uh, Cardinal Official. And Randy Quaid, who now lives in Canada. There's a steep drop-off after Drake. (laughs) Uh, And it's a reality show, and it's called Canada's Only Three Blacks. (laughs) 
That's time. <laughs> Michael Ian Black, it's your career. Which plan do you prefer? I hate to do this to my own country, but <gasps> sign me up for that reality show. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's 10 points for Canada, giving them the lead 20 points to 13. My thanks to Michael Ian Black for appearing on the program. It's International Waters. I'm Jesse Thorne. With us, Jordan Morris and Carol Kolb for the United States, Graham Clark and Dave Shumka for Her Majesty's Frosty Nation, Canada. Mm. Our thanks for this next round go to International Waters listener Rob Lim, who sent us the idea and some of the questions. We will now aim to figure out which nation knows more about its neighbor? So, with this in mind, we've put together a round on Canadian and American culture, including some lazy generalizations we picked up from watching South Park, the movie Do South, and using Google for like seven and a half minutes. Mm. <laughs> the first question is for our trailing team, the United States of America. Canada has its own versions of many popular U.S. and U.K. reality shows. Which of the following is not... Repeat, not a real show. So you think you can dance Canada. Come dine with me, Canada. Canadian pets win prizes, or Canada's got talent. Chips. I don't have to buzz in. It's directly to us. Fuck you. God, Canada's pets win prizes is too funny to be fake, right? I'm sure they have that. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't have talent. <laughs> yeah, they don't have talent. That's I mean, true. Otherwise, if you have talent, then you move down here to the U.S. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go Canada's Got Talent because that's, I mean, it's just a double negative. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. The correct answer was, in fact, Canadian pets win oh, prizes. No. Point of clarification. That was a funny fake answer. In that... Canada, it's Canada's Got Talent? It's a question, <laughs> question mark at the end. We leave it up to you. And it is still, still hosted by Howie Mandel. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that is supposing that the people on America has talent, have talent. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, okay. Which of these, Canada, is the best-selling American author of all time, according to that most reliable of sources, Wikipedia? A, Danielle Steele, B, Dr. Seuss, C, Stephen King, or D, Bam Bam Rubble from the Flintstones. You can discuss it on microphone. Don't worry. All right. Um, Well, Stephen King wrote all those books under his own name. Then he wrote all those books under his other name, Joe Flenderson. Yeah. And also, Bam Bam Rubble. He did more TV, like movies. In the- yeah. <laughs> Does it count? Are we counting all the uh, uh, albums Stephen King sold as a member of the Rock Bottom Remainders? <laughs> no, unfortunately, those count for Dave Barry. Oh, okay. His bandmate, Dave yeah. Barry. Dave Barry got all the songwriting credits. Um, okay, the other two were Danielle Steele, which I believe. And Dr. Seuss. And Dr. Zeus. Because people like to give thoughtless books to graduates. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the places you go. Or it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, are your, what are you leaning towards? Kingy? Yeah. I like Kingy. 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 Unfortunately, that's incorrect. The correct answer is Danielle Steele. Steely. Oh, Steely Danielle. Steely Danielle. <laughs> 
America likes to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? No? Dr. Seuss and Stephen King were right up there, uh, but Bam Bam Rubble was, of course, not an author, though a lot of people don't know this, he was a screenwriter. In the TV movie Holly Rockabye Baby, now grown up Bam Bam Rubble and Pebbles Flintstone move to a prehistoric version of Hollywood so that Bam Bam can pursue his ambition to become a screenwriter and also maybe start a comedy yeah. podcast. Wow. <laughs> That's uh, not Flintstones canon, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be called the Rock Cast. Yeah. A it's an extended <laughs> universe. Okay. Jordan, uh, Carol, <laughs> in Canada, what are a loony and a toonie? Beloved cartoon characters, slang for wee-wees and poo-poos, <laughs> slang for a $1 and $2 coin, or slang for a country dweller and a city dweller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the money. It's the money. It's we money. know about money here. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. A yes. loony is what you uh, hurl overhand at a stripper, right? <laughs> well, you could go underhand. Yeah. That's not a requirement. <laughs> right. I have and to be she mean can about catch it. it. Yeah. The yeah. loony is called a loony because it has a picture of the bird, the loon, on it. And a toonie is called a loony because toonie rhymes with loony, which is <laughs> yeah. cute in a Canadian sort mm-hmm. of way. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's a question for Canada Which of these is not a U.S. state motto? A. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look around you. B. My power is everything. Defeat is absurd. <laughs> C, manly deeds, womanly words. Or D, by the sword we seek peace, but peace only under liberty. Good Lord, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> Jesus. These are all actually uh, taunts after you win a round of Street Fighter. <laughs> this is what the... Who writes your mottos? Lao Tzu? <laughs> what, what I'm gonna go question? with okay. The, no, here's the answer. It's uh, uh, I forget all of them. Let's make one up. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 what? Hey ro- there, yeah. you fucking <laughs> queer. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think this is, Kennedy? I think that's manly deeds, womanly words. Dunder uh, cheap. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. The correct answer is, my power is everything, defeat is absurd, which is actually the motto of Galvatron, the recreated version of Magatron, leader of the Decepticons in the Transformer-verse. Wow. Yeah, that was about as hard as the Looney Toonie question. (laughs) Which of these United States is a real Canadian hockey team? The Ottawa Senators, the Winnipeg Winning Pigs, the Toronto Racists, or the Calgary Cougars? Go Racists. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I've heard the Senators goalie wears blackface. before, but I'm worried that this is one of the situations where I don't know a lot about sports, and this is like a trick to weed that out. Like it's uh, just close enough. Well, I have heard that too, but um, yeah, the Canadians are devious and underhanded, so um, <laughs> maybe this is some sort of trick. I don't know. Let's just say senator. Let's say we'll say senator. That's correct for two points. <laughs> a senator, by the way, is a kind of guy they have in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Canada, which of these is a true, actual, amazing fact about America? A, Time Magazine's Man of the Year for 1938 was Adolf Hitler. B, Gerald Ford was the first U.S. president to have been born in a hospital. C, while a prisoner at Alcatraz, Al Capone enjoyed Lucky Charms cereal for breakfast every day. Or D, the original name of the city of Atlanta was Fat Sacks. You can confer on microphone. Uh, we think it, we're, we're, this is not our final answer, Reg. Uh, <laughs> we're leaning towards Hitler. I mean it in the sense of the question. Uh, we know he was man of the year uh, in German Time magazine for many 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many years in the 30s. Um, uh, they said he had some good ideas. Made the trains run on time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. What, you guys are against Hitler? <laughs> yeah. The, there's just, there's a couple of Nazi nerds in the yeah, audience yeah, yeah. correcting them. Yeah. yeah, somebody held out, that wasn't even Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was Mussolini. Yeah, yeah I know. Mussolini. Real fanboy in the audience. <laughs> Um, Lord help you if you would have gotten that Transformers thing wrong. Because... <laughs> to be fair, Hitler did make the trains run on time in the comic book adaptation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Extended universe Hitler, right? Yeah. Do you want to go with Hitler? I do. I You're... mean, no. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, why did I say that so fast? One uh... way or the other, you're correct for two points. <laughs> Amazingly. Yeah. Hitler was the man of the year in 1938, followed by Joseph Stalin in 1939. <laughs> and towards the end of the 1930s, Time Magazine just started binge-eating Twinkies, gave up on men altogether, and bought a cat. Was last year's was Optimus Prime. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> We're all going to look back on that and say, oh, what a mistake yeah. once Optimus Prime goes yeah. nuts. Yeah, exactly. We at, should have voted Megatron. At the end of that round, Canada has seized the lead and leads 22 points to 16. Ayo, ayo. It's International Waters, live from Max Funcon East here in the Poconos. And now we're going to play a game we call Bad Lyrics, Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> Despite giving the world the blues, jazz, rock and roll, hip-hop, and whatever music comes from Canada, both the United States and our northern cousins have committed some serious crimes against music over the years, particularly when our lyricists were struggling to find a rhyme. In this next round, I'll read some lyrics, dramatically, if you please, and if either team knows the band or the artist, they can buzz in for a point. There's another easy point for telling me which country the band is from. I'm generous like that. Buzzwords at the ready. Here's your first lyrics. An old man turned 98. He won the lottery and died the Sorry. next day. It's Alanis Morissette. The song's ironic. She's, She's from, from Canada. Canada. That's two points. Yeah. I think they should lose a point for saying that like it was an accomplishment. <laughs> I'll give you a point for that, USA. Uh, fun fact, in Ottawa, there is an Alanis-themed knife restaurant called 10,000 Spoons. <laughs> That's a deep pull, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh -huh. knife restaurant. <laughs> I'm surprised that got any laughs. He's going somewhere with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it ironic when you go to a restaurant, they just give you a knife? Suck on this. Yeah. Eat you this eat, knife. You eat knives, right? Isn't yeah, that yeah, premise? Yeah. Okay. Here's some steak for your knife. To be clear. Here's our next lyric. Ride the snake to the lake. The ancient lake. The snake is long. Seven miles. Ride the snake. He's old. His skin is cold. Let's take a listen to it. The snake is long. Oh, uh, sorry. sorry. Canada. Seven it's the stupid doors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's and incorrect. I'm, that's uh, incorrect. It is not the stupid doors. <laughs> yeah. The regular it's doors. my stupid doors. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give you two points for being correct and one point for getting the tone right that time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're from America. That was America's Greatest Poet and The Doors. Here's our next lyric. Someone always playing corporation games. Who cares? They're always changing corporation names. We just want to dance here. Someone stole the stage. They call us irresponsible. Write us off the page. Let's take a listen. Canada. It's right, but I don't know what's on here. Incorrect! You just oh, think oh, every so, band is Rush. Sorry, sorry. It's the only famous Canadian band ever. Sorry, is it Starship? You're absolutely correct. Nice, nice work, Dave. Is it We Built is This it City Starship on Rock and or Jefferson Roll? Starship. It is. is. Are they from uh, America? They are from America. I'm going to give you one point for getting it wrong first, then getting it right, <laughs> right before they had a chance to take a stab at it. It is legendarily anti-corporate rock band, Starship. <laughs> um, we've got one more song here. And if you've got to sleep a moment on the road, I'll steer for you. And if you want to work the street alone, I'll disappear for you. <laughs> Oh, man, it's good. <laughs> Let's take a listen. And if you gotta sleep, oh, oh man. Oh, boy. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's literal this time. Yeah, yeah it's Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> From Canada. Yeah. You're absolutely correct for two points. That was I'm Your Man by Canada's yeah. own Leonard Cohen. And I've got some bonus points for anyone who can tell me any fun facts about Leonard Cohen? Oh, chips, chips. Oh, the sorry. more made up, the better. Chips. Uh, he's not actually dead. <laughs> That's a good point. It's, he appears to be dead, yeah. but he is not. He's not. He's alive. Canada, you got anything? Sh yep. Uh, sorry. Uh, he lived in a monastery as a monk. And uh, for many years, thinking that's where he was going to retire before his management fucked him over, and that's why he's back on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that is true and sad, yep. so I won't give you any points for it. Uh, <laughs> Chips, this is just kind of a pain, an opinion. Someone needs to use that song, Hallelujah, in a movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It just yes. seems... Right? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a wasted I'd opportunity. Like to hear a cover of it. I would also like to hear a cover of it. Fun. In a Starbucks. <laughs> 
I'll give you two points for that, Jordan, but it's not enough to bring the United States into the lead as at the end of that round, Canada leads 30 points to 20. Come on! Come on! No booze. So as we enter the final round, Canada leads by 10, but I've got good slash bad news for our teams. The winner of this final round will receive 1,000 points, <laughs> making all of the other rounds basically meaningless. I mean, it's dumb, but so's curling. Right, Canadians? Yeah. yeah. Chips! Chips! Rush! <laughs> Two points, but they won't be very helpful. <laughs> This game is called In Defense. Closing the gap. USA, closing the gap. (laughs) This game is called In Defense. Each team will have 60 seconds to leap to the defense of a cultural force widely considered to be bad or weak or even, dare I say it, sucky. The best defense, as judged by me, will receive the points. Canada, Mm -hmm. you're guests here in this great nation, so I'm going to have you guys go first. You'll be defending the mullet. While American rurals often sport this short-in-front, long-in-back hairstyle, many trace its origins back to Canada, where it's known popularly as hockey hair. You have 60 seconds. Please defend the mullet. Well, I mean, the mullet, it's, uh, it sort of speaks for itself. Famous Canadian Billy Ray Cyrus sort of uh, popularized it. <laughs> Uh, look, uh, mullet, uh, we don't, in, in Canada, uh, we call it an ape drape. Uh, but it's famously known in Canada as the Kentucky Waterfall, yeah. which is not in Canada. So even though you name it hockey hair, which most of the teams in the NHL are in America, yeah. and a lot of the players in America sported that haircut, we jump to the defense of the mullet because... There's no other haircut on earth that sends more definitively a message to everyone you see that when we're going out, it is business up front, <laughs> party in the back, mullet. A spirited defense. United States, you've got a tough assignment ahead of you. You'll be defending the modern phenomenon of people who weren't bullied and didn't play Dungeons and Dragons at school, self-identifying as nerds. Look, if you were the best-looking, most popular person at your high school, it now seems that liking your smartphone or watching a single TED Talk is enough to start telling people that you're some kind of super geek. The real nerds don't like it. Right, real nerds? Donna's like... In the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Team America, you've got 60 seconds. Defend the mainstreaming of nerd culture. Well, sorry, nerds, but you've gotten lazy. <laughs> blah, blah, Star Trek, blah, blah, Doctor Who, we've heard it. Now that the Chucks of the world and the Olivia Munns of the world are snatching that away from you, it's time to get creative. Find some more weird shit to be into. Absolutely. 
you, the nerds, have created things that other people want. You've created the iPhone. You've created awesome 3D movies about about uh, uh, superheroes, <laughs> and people like that. You have to stop doing that. You have to to have dumb things that that no one wants, and then you can, you know, uh, no one will want to be like you. Yeah, just get super into some 41. <laughs> Even Canadians can do that. Like, you know, it, 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 fucking turn it around on them, nerds. Like, ju- I, I mean, start, uh, uh, you know, just start being super into Applebee's. Be a nerd about Applebee's. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I when I was a nerd, I, you know, it was like, it was like, uh, I don't know. It was, like ro- it was like roller skates, I don't know. You've gotten it complacent. Like, it was like trapper keepers. Come on, let's, let's bring those back. Become a nerd about sit-ups. <laughs> Get that, juiced. That seems unlikely to me, although Paul Ryan is evidence to the contrary. <laughs> a spirited defense of nerdery. Look, I'm going to throw this one out to the audience. I'm going to abdicate my responsibilities. Who says that Canada won by defending mullets the most vociferously? <laughs> Sit down, Graham. Who says the United States made the most spirited defense of the new style of nerdery? For a thousand points, Canada is the victor. On our home turf. Canada. Jinx. Canada, maybe you can celebrate by retiring from acting and going and recording a semi-novelty country music album, apparently seriously. (laughs) Like your prime minister, Rick Moranis. You've been listening to International Waters with me, your host, Jesse Thorne, playing Jordan Morris and Carol Cole for the United States of America. Graham Clark and Dave Shumka for Team Canada. Special guests, Michael Ian Black. Our thanks to Donna Michaelis and Kurt Anderson. The script written by Sarah Morgan with additional material by Jordan Morris and listener Rob Lim. International Waters was produced and engineered live from Max von Kahn East by Julia Smith, Nick White, and Colin Anderson. We'll see you next time on International Waters. <laughs>